0: welcome to stories of hope i'm christine hotchkiss each week i bring you the individual stories of individuals and organizations making a difference in your community i believe everyone has a story that is unique just like our fingerprints that put us on the paths and the journeys of our lives some find purpose every story can help heal inspire educate and my one word is to give hope today my guest is judy holt Judy is a wellness influencer that is passionate about guiding others to lead their best, healthiest life. Oh, I love that, including the mind, the body, and the spirit. Oh, what a great alignment that is. Judy will be sharing how a traumatizing event when she was 18 completely changed the trajectory of her life and how it turned a winter of despair into a spring of hope wow that sounds like a really good cover of a magazine or excuse me a book title of a book for sure <laughs> strength strong self-talk courage resilience and a purpose propelled her forward her to a new path leading her to passionately share her tips for bouncing back and how to attract what you want in life oh we all need that without further ado please help me welcome my guest today judy holt hi judy Hi, Christine. Thank you so much for having me and welcoming me to your show. Excited to be here. Yes. And you know, we all need those alignments. I spoke of, I mean, the alignment of the mind, body and the spirit. You hear it often, but how many people really apply all of them at the same time, right? Because so many things pull at us. So I love that you you have that about you and you want to you you lead that and you share that and you're an example of it. I know I've gotten to know you for the last couple of months. So thank you for that. Sure. Um, now, Winter of Despair into a Spring of Hope, just by chance. Have you written a book? Um,
1: I have years ago and, you know, it really didn't have that much to do with this topic, but uh, it, it had a lot to do with different wellness uh, focus focuses as a wellness influencer I had tips and tools that I wanted to share. Um, but not so much about this. This is kind of a new, you know, not a new, but this is a story that was really um, I would say, you know, they say they, they, they say don't share a story when it's an open wound, share it when it's a scar. So it's a scar now, so it's it's the time. But when I wrote my book, it was still an open wound. So that's not part of that book, that's a different chapter.
0: Perhaps this would be a great title to a book for something else, because it just flows so well. It has some powerful words. Well, with you having said that, would you care to elaborate more on what this traumatizing event is, or was rather, was, because now you talk about you have the scar and it's not an open wound.
1: Yes. So it all began when I was uh, 18 and I was pretty proud of myself for living on my own in my first little house with a friend, uh, working full time, had a great job. Everything was going really well until one night I heard a knock on the door and I opened the door and there standing there was a man in a ski mask holding this brown paper bag. And I remember thinking to myself, is this a dream? Like, this is really strange. Who goes to the door with a ski mask on? And so he um, hollers out to me in this gruff voice and kind of pushes me back as he pushes his way into my house and pulls a gun out. Oh, and yeah, I was just like, seriously, like what's happening here? And he goes, do you have any money? And I'm like why would you come and breaking into my house and asking if I had money? It was just the whole, my spidey senses went off right away. Like something's really strange here. Um, But what was I to do when I had a gun pointed at me? So of course I'm in massive fear going, you know what? Uh, Pushed me down the hall, found a bedroom and, and, you know, basically I was raped in my own home and a gunpoint, And it just all seemed so surreal. And I remember during the whole experience going, um, okay, first of all, I'm turning 19 in two days and I'm not letting this jerk destroy my life when I felt like it was just beginning. And, you know, I will get through this. I'm tougher and I'm stronger than he knows. And no matter what he's doing to me physically, it's not doing anything to me mentally. I knew that I still had my own ability to cope and to, to survive, to be strong, I just, it really pulled into my inner strength. And I thought, you know what? I can just, I can get through this. It'll be over. It'll be done. He'll be gone. And I can move on with my life and close this chapter. That's all I could think about wow. it was my survival instinct kicking in, I guess. So that is exactly what happened. He finished what he was doing and he's like, okay, don't call the police. And I waited in you know, fear he was coming back and the door closed and that was it. So of course I did call the police. Uh, very soon, once I was like realized, oh, my clothes were torn off and you know, everything, and uh, there was some rope. He had my hands tied up and he'd taken the rope. There was just like, there's no evidence except my torn clothes. <sighs> so it was all very surreal and very weird. And at the end of that, I sort of thought, did I dream this or did this actually happen? So the police came and they were sort of questioning the same thing like, are you just making this up? And really made me feel that. Um, it hadn't actually happened because it was so bizarre how it happened. Uh, So they brought me to the hospital after many, many questions and the whole, you know, protocol that they must follow with the sexual abuse and Mm -hmm. uh, call my parents and, and which all of that was just like, you know, my mind's going the whole time thinking like, did this actually happen? And, you know, it was so um, interesting, the trajectory that it took because my parents just, freaked out. And and understandably, I would if it were my 18 year old daughter, which really I just distanced myself from them immediately. I'm like, they're not going to help me in any way here. Like I just I can't cope with their stuff. I got my own stuff. Um, the the police's questions were very probing and very disturbing and and very much about they didn't believe me. And uh, how dare I make this up? And it was probably just an ex boyfriend. And uh, so I felt very belittled, very misunderstood, um, like I was dirty in some way that I'd attracted this to me. And, you know, and I was, I was that I was promiscuous. That was really kind of the um, I, I, a feeling that they were putting on me. Mm. And uh, so, yeah, after that happened, I, I it was the, the next morning I remember waking up and going, okay. Really, I must have dreamt this, but I knew that I didn't because I had those emotional scars that were starting to set in physically, no damage. But there was definitely some emotional stuff happening there. Um, but it really kicked me into a gear, a high gear mode of, I have to move. I have to make a change. It was like the catalyst, um, you know, of transformation. It was like, when I say winter of despair, spring of hope. It was in the middle of winter that this happened where I live and in uh, where I lived at the time in northern Canada. And it was very cold. And I remember, you know, so many times growing up thinking I hate it here. Like, I don't like anything about it here. I love my family, but I just didn't like any of the the mindset, the trajectory. I felt like my life would be on if I stayed there, but I never had the courage and the guts to to change or, or to move on. Uh, because it was just like, you just didn't do that, you know, small town, you just stayed there forever. Like nobody moved away. Uh, and I wanted to go to post-secondary education. There's all these things I wanted to do, but I just never felt like I had the ability to do it, or I never had the support to do it or the encouragement or the belief Mm -hmm. that I was capable of it. Mm -hmm. So this just kind of really propelled me to like, wait a minute, if I can survive that stuff that just happened, I can totally move away. Like I got this. So it really made me tap into my resilience, my inner strength, um, my belief in myself that I really didn't have before because I had a very low self-esteem growing up, which is probably why I attracted that to me. Um, and it really was that catalyst that helped me move
0: forward towards a, a much better change. And Go ahead. I'm, just, I'm listening to you and I'm thinking the same thing this really happened. This really happens. You know, there's women, even such as myself, I'm always paying attention to my surroundings because I don't want to, you mentioned it, I don't want to attract that. And then sometimes I don't even think it's about attracting it. It's, you get caught off guard and it does bring you down. It it could, it does, I, I wouldn't know. It could, obviously with what you've just mentioned with all the different emotions and your state of mind, it's just one of those, how could someone think that it's okay to do that? And then you have to go through the life that you have. You, you're getting ready to talk about how actually it turned you into, a, put you into a different path. But it's just one of those. I don't, I don't understand how someone thinks it's okay to take something from somebody that that's not theirs and hurt them like that. And you're you're young, you know. And that's the one thing too. I think about all these young girls dressing that the way that they do, provocative or needing to get attention. All the things go through our heads. Even myself as a 51-year-old woman, I, um, I don't let all my stuff hang out. It's not for everybody to see, you know, um, to each their own, I will say. Um, but I commend you for, for one, being able to share this right now because that is a topic that... I don't think I've ever heard anyone talk about, you just hear, Oh, just be careful of your surroundings. But does anyone really know what those surroundings are and what we're supposed to be watching? Right. And then you're talking about your own home, yours, your sanctuary, your safe place. Someone now has invaded it. So please go on to where you actually came to the point where you turned it around and it wasn't so much of an open wound anymore
1: hmm. Well, you said it just right, you know, the invasion of your sanctuary, because that's how it felt for me. I mean, inner and outer, really. And uh, I just found that that was just such a, um, a catalyst for me, it really was, it was like the caterpillar coming out of her cocoon into the butterfly. And I remember thinking this for lack of a better word, this asshole is not going to wreck my life. There's oh. no way. Uh-uh. And so I made that decision right then and there that that was it, that I would move on. I would close this chapter and I would grow from this and I would be stronger and I would help other women that may also experience a similar thing in their life. So it, it actually gave me such conviction and such clarity and such courage that I immediately changed the trajectory of my life within actually three days I had made a decision that I was moving. I had gotten in touch with some friends that lived in another city that was actually about 14 hours away south from where I lived. And I told my parents I was moving. All of my family lived close. I had six brothers and sisters, and they were like, you're crazy. Like, why would you be moving? It's like, you didn't understand what just happened to me, obviously, and you didn't understand what it did to me and how it affected me and how I am forever different. And they just, they just couldn't see me as changing that fast, but it actually was that quick. So I loaded up all my worldly possessions, got a one-way plane ticket, and I was on the plane within three weeks of the day that this had happened. And I went and lived with some girlfriends for a little while until I found my own place, got started, got a new job, all those things. And uh, it was all so interesting because in so many things that happen to us in life, we all have horrible traumatic things that happen. Let's face it. That's life, right? Makes us stronger. Mm -hmm. Um, But if you grow through it, It's so important, right? It's not like I'm going through it. It's like I'm growing through it. Mm -hmm. And that was the mindset that I took right initially with it is how do I grow through this? How do I make this into something positive for me? And it turned out I moved to the most beautiful city I believe in Canada, Victoria, BC. And I still pinch myself every 13 years that I lived there thereafter was like, wow, look at where I ended up. And, you know, there was ocean and there was mountains and there was lakes and it was just like so much beauty and it was just such a perfect healing place to be. It helped me tap into um, the power that I that I I had all along, but I didn't actually believe that I did have so that was really transformational i still had sort of some scars obviously like you know that every time there was a knock on the door i was terrified i couldn't stand being alone in in my house ever 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 and no matter where i lived it probably took me 10 years before i could be alone in an evening uh so there was some scars definitely that needed to be worked through you know like every traumatic event but Every day I knew I was getting a little stronger. I met a wonderful man who ends up being my husband, who still is my husband after 34 years. So, <laughs> okay, you know, congratulations. so if I had not had that happen, I wouldn't have moved. I know I wouldn't have, and I would not have met him. And, you know, there was just so many wonderful things that happened afterwards, but it was such an example of how to turn you know, something that is such a, you know, really winter despair, like to turn a, you know, the whole thing was probably like 20 minutes, but how that could so change you forever. Right. But how to immediately make that decision that I I'm stronger, I'm resilient. I can bounce back. And, and to use that in a positive way. And I think that's such a valuable message for all of us in our lives. When we have something big happen to us is how can we, you know, take the time to grieve, take the time to process and take the time to heal your scars. But having that attitude right away that this is not going to stop me. This is not going to um, take me out of the game. You know, I have that inner power. And I don't need the Wizard of Oz to tell me that I have heart and I have courage. And you know, I can tap into that right away at any given time.
0: Pretty powerful, because there are ladies who continue to live that over and over and over in their minds and they don't move forward and they're actually hurting themselves to be able to have, like you just said, a new beginning and find the man that is meant for you and for you to enjoy life the way that you have. That's pretty. Yes,
1: feel feel pretty super blessed because it doesn't always turn out to be such a happy um, ending. And I mean, there's been many things that have happened over the years that have been super challenging for me. And like all of us, let's face it, there's all kinds of life events that that we feel like this is going to take me out. But every time something happened, I would immediately flash back to my um, attack or sexual assault, whatever you want to call it. And I would immediately go back to, wait a minute, like, I totally survived this. Like I got this, you know, like I have the power within to cope with anything. I can grow through it because there's always light at the end of the tunnel and there is always a better way. And I just always looked for that in my life. Whenever there was a challenge was what's the better way? Okay, here's the problem. Let's work on the solution right away. Just like flipping the switch. What's the solution? What's the solution? And you know, it's not always easy when we're involved with with different people and relationships, obviously. And it's not about just us sometimes, right? There's a lot of other factors there, but it does kind of just begin with us. And it kind of goes back to that body, mind, spirit connection and alignment. And I find if if I'm not well myself, I'm no good to anybody else, right? And I don't mean well like physically well, I mean body, mind, spirit alignment, really, like. To a T, because it starts with your own wellness, but then it goes to your mind. You know, what's your mindset like, and what about what's your heart like? You know, are you really coming from a place of of okay. service and and loving relationships and and giving? You know, being loving and being in in your own daily joy, because when we find our own daily joy and with daily self care and and love to ourselves, because really that's what we're doing is giving a gift of love to ourselves when we. Do daily self-care practices, healthy lifestyle, healthy diet, you know, meditation, whatever it takes to keep you feeling grounded and healthy. That has to be the number one priority every day, because if that is taken away from you or you let anything take that away from you, then what have you got?
0: Because if you're not well and in alignment, how do you think that affects the people around you? It sounds so cliche-ish. When you you know we talk about the mind, the body, and the soul, but you just gave perfect example as to how they have to be aligned. You can't have one without the other. Well, you can, but you're still broken. Uh, I'll use the phrase "broken," and a lot of us are broken, or a lot of people are living broken because they either choose to, because there's a choice, right? There is a choice in everything that we decide how how we want to feel, how we think we're going to react to someone else's whatever. Um, And in all reality, like you said, it's 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 me. It's you. You're in control of your thoughts. You're in your control of your way of how you want to move forward in your life. And you're a perfect example of that. So I'm going to assume that when we talk about helping people live their healthiest life, that's pretty much where this comes from then. Yes. Exactly. So
1: that was another big change for me. It wasn't just about moving away and meeting my husband and all that. It was, okay, what am I going to do for work now that is transformational? for other people I experienced a transformation how could I help people in a bigger way to also experience one so it took me a little while to figure that out and to find sort of my niche and, and begin coaching people on health and wellness and and you know but it but it was when it when it happened and when I was introduced to an opportunity to to do that in a bigger way it was just like the stars were all aligned you know like i could just like whoa oh, this is it you know completely aligned with my values and and living in my values not compromising those i just found that working for other people it was never in my values so I had to create my own entrepreneurship business model and that I think it stemmed from my father he was always a you know farmer an entrepreneur he never had a job ever working for anybody else he's like I'd fire myself he'd say because I just can't do it and I remember thinking that the whole time that whenever I had a job it was like I can't handle this like they just don't see things the way I do I'm way too independent and um, I could do it I can mold myself into whatever I need to right you know most of us can right are we actually being true to ourselves and our values? So yes, it led me down an entrepreneur path of helping people in a bigger way to have, uh, you know, their optimum best healthy life. And I'm still doing that 30 years later. I love love what I do, and it just makes an impact, right? Like I just feel if I can guide somebody a little bit towards the direction of reaching their health goals, their wellness plan, uh, you know, again that body mind spirit alignment. Because if we're not in alignment. We're not healthy. Let's face it. Eventually it's going to show up physically. It's going to manifest itself in diseases and illnesses and all kinds of stuff. So it has to start with us first. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and, you know, and always being in the heart, right? Like always trusting your intuition and, you know, how to be joyful and love yourself first.
0: And then, you know, you can share that with others, but it really must begin within. We hear people say all the time, self-care. And you just said to love yourself. You can't love yourself. You can't love someone else if you haven't loved yourself first. And some people are like, well, that's so selfish. Well, do you even understand what that means is really the question about loving yourself. And for me, it would be accepting who I am, my flaws that I feel I have, or my strengths that I know that I have. What would you say it would be for you? For me, it's always been about taking charge of what I
1: know I need to do to be healthy Mm -hmm. and to be well. Mm -hmm. And I know how easy it is to get off course because I've been there the full time job, you know, two kids at home and running around crazy, you know, and everybody's taking my time. And as as a woman, we tend to be natural nurturers right so we love to give 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 we're on this committee and we're on that one and we're on that and we're doing this for our family and you know whether you have a family or not you're you're giving to somebody somewhere all the time that's just kind of like the female kind of trait which is beautiful mm-hmm. but when it's compromising our own health and wellness it's not so beautiful anymore because it really sends us down a trajectory path of not taking care of ourselves
2: and i, I saw a- that
1: sorry, go ahead. You saw that where I'm sorry. I'll, I'll oh, add many afterwards. times when I was, yeah, in my thirties to 40 and, you know, raising my family and just, so I, I knew I had to take a step back and it started by getting up first initially half an hour earlier every day before my household got up so I could meditate and taught teaching myself and doing guided meditations, just taking that time every morning. And then it developed into more like an hour. And, you know, that's become my daily ritual. And I would never, ever let anything get in the way of that. And everybody knows that about me now. It's like, don't even try to take that time away because it ain't going to happen.
0: I don't I don't let anyone do that to me. They're like, you, you always seem to be going somewhere. I'm like, and you know what? It hasn't cost me anything except bring myself a lunch bag, you know, for, for whatever trip I'm going on, road trip that's even in town, maybe an hour away, hour and a half out, day trip, we'll call it. And it's just fuel, you know, I have to have... Have that balance too, because I did get caught up, like you just said, being pulled in every direction, whether it's other people or events or supporting other people, because you care. And I have a big heart like you do. I had to learn to say no and not feel guilty to say no, because I wasn't saying no to me to be healthy. I wasn't making sure I was there for everyone else as their cheerleader. And I didn't need to be their cheerleader. They've got their own thing they're doing. So I pick and choose now what I feel is important. Um, and I do find the time for most people, but I have that balance too. You have to have, that self goes back to that word self-care
1: and it's so easy to get off track and let other people take your time and other things control your time and control what you're doing control your decisions external forces and we just have to bring it back to does this feel right for me am I living within my heart and you know my own intuition am I in alignment Because we all know when we're not in alignment, Mm -hmm. we feel like something's not right. Mm -hmm. So I get this all the time from people I work with. It's like, well, what do you mean by alignment? Like, I don't don't really understand that. And I said, well, how do you feel when you are, you know, really stressed and out of balance and you don't have enough time for this? You feel overwhelmed. Do you feel in alignment then? Not at all. Okay, well, then you know what it is not. (laughs) So what it is, is the opposite. When you're in the flow, You know, you're feeling joyful and of course things happen and we're not always joyful every day, but can we find those moments that bring us joy every day? And that daily self-care practice is such a huge piece. It's like a ritual that we all need to give ourselves permission to have every day. And when we do, wow, we can thrive, right? Like things, things happen during the day that'll send you off in different courses and get you out of balance. But if you can get back to, okay, this hour is my time. And I feel so good having that or taking that time every day. You know, you're just
0: setting the stage for a a great um, start to your day. Absolutely. And also what it does, which I have learned, it sets boundaries, healthy boundaries for me. Hmm. When people know that you are going to make sure that you have time for you and I do make enough time for most everybody, but I make more time for myself too. So I get that. It kind of goes, now you just went into the segue of my final question. Are you ready? Sure. (laughs) It's not (laughs) as difficult. What message would you like to leave our listeners based on your journey of where you have gone and where you are today? I think my, the big message that I want
1: to leave is that, you know, it's so important to feel empowered and to feel that you are living within your own power. And, you know, we have that always inside of us. So why are we constantly giving our power away to other people and other things? Mm
0: -hmm. So
1: it all comes back to living in that, that place of power where you feel like, You have the heart, you have the courage, you have, you know, I go back to the Wizard of Oz, because I just think it's so interesting that we're looking for external things all the time to make us feel like we have the heart and the power and the courage. And it's like, we don't need anything external. It's all within. Mm-hmm. So, you know, just tap into that on a daily basis. So one of the biggest ways is back to that daily self-care time, you know, and and making sure every day you're learning something new. So you're growing and take time for fitness every day, take some time for meditation or deep breathing, take time out in nature every day. And, you know, that will serve you probably the best of anything you can do to keep yourself well and in alignment. And, you know, it just gives you that uh that strength and resiliency that you need to to keep um focused on your your health and and what's going to move you in the direction that you want to be in life and just be in balance you know balance isn't bit of an elusive word but i think it's it's something that we can all have Absolutely. and uh so just tap into your own inner
0: strength you've got it you're more resilient than you think you are Exactly. I don't think people realize how much they have. Um, You can hear it from total strangers. You can hear it from the people that love you. But if you don't believe it, you said it in the very beginning. If you don't believe it, then it's never going to happen until you get that moment and go, oh, I got this. That's what I I have to have those conversations myself sometimes. Like, I got this. It was already there. I just had to look at it and go, I got this. Thank you, Judy, for being my guest and sharing. That's a powerful message. I do appreciate that. Thank you, Christine. Yes. And thank you for sharing your story, which is something that is um, very sensitive to you. And it's, it's sensitive to anybody who is listening that may have gone through that or has gone through it or knows someone who's gone through it. It's um, an invasion of who we are and how we feel in our our space. Um is never comforting, but to know that the, the comfort is in the choice of how you get back up and you keep moving forward, not letting having someone take that power from you. I really, really think that was an amazing message that you left us. So thank you.
1: Mm, thank you, Christine, for the opportunity to share. I hope it was helpful.
0: Yes, in more ways than probably I know, because whoever's going to hear this and at the right time they need it is going to say, oh, I needed that, right? There's always that. To my listeners, thank you for listening yet again to another amazing story. If you have a story you want to share, know someone who has a story or you have an organization making a difference in your community, you email me to the address of stories at christinehotchkiss.com or visit my website where you learn about who Christine is and you can click on and listen to any of the recordings that I have had out for quite some time. And I hope that they are helpful to you. If not, you can pass them along. Until next time, everyone, I wish you well and you take care.
2: Christine Hotchkiss, Stories of Hope, and Fortis Femina have teamed up with the Chandler Police Department to teach you proven techniques for self-defense, dating safely and better safety habits. Noah Duker, Chandler Police, Crime Prevention Unit Officer, will be leading this important safety workshop this Saturday, June 19th, 9.30 a.m. at Tumbleweed Recreation Center in Chandler, Arizona. Fortis Femina, empowering women to join together and help their communities and families through personal and private enterprise solutions for overcoming obstacles, solving problems, strengthening relationships, encouraging others, and working to build a brighter future. Discover more at facebook.com forward slash Fortis Femina one. That's facebook.com forward slash Fortis Femina and the number one. That's this Saturday, June 19th, 9.30 a.m. at the Tumbleweed Recreation Center in Chandler, Arizona.